0: You are listening to The Full-Time Podcast Producer, Episode 7, where we're going to talk about the steps to actually launch a podcast. Let's make a checklist. Whenever I'm guiding a new client through the process of getting their podcast ready for publication, there's a checklist that I use to get everything ready. And I would like to make this available to you. This is my attempt to make a bite-sized resource that you can pivot off of to establish the to-dos and to-don'ts of what it's going to take to get your show off the ground. And to the other producers in the room, I understand that this is not a 100% comprehensive list. There are different needs that come with different clients, different producers, different shows, whether it's going to be audio or whether or not it's going to be video and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. This is just a resource that you are welcome to use to pivot off of, at least, for establishing a skeleton outline of the checklist you need to get a show off the ground. Now, let me make a quick case for why you need to have a checklist in place. A checklist is a system, and whenever you are building an asset... Think, think of this as, as a business, whether it's your podcast or your actual production business. Whenever you are building something like that, one of the key factors that investors or potential buyers look at is the processes in place. If you have processes in place and everything is streamlined and it is a well-oiled machine, then that is going to make people pretty happy because they understand that something is in place that is already working. That's where their money is going to be going. This is where your time is going to be going. Your time is very, very valuable. So if you have streamlined different parts of your podcast, whether you as the podcaster or the producer for your own show or producer for other shows, the more that you've streamlined the faster you're going to be, the more efficient you are going to be, and the more often you are going to be able to replicate the same result from client to client to client for the product that you are selling. That's just my quick soapbox for processes. I'm not saying that I do it the best 100% of the time, but it does make a difference. So let's go ahead and go into a checklist for what it is you need to have put together to launch a podcast. For me, number one is the topic and title. You would be surprised how many people cannot communicate the topic or idea or concept for their show or what it is that they are wanting to accomplish in two sentences or less. For me, to work with someone, I really want them to be able to distill the essence of what their show is and who it is for in just a couple of sentences, because clarity is very, very key. If your audience doesn't understand what it is you're wanting to accomplish with a show, then you've lost them. But the title of your show should also communicate this to your target audience as well. Back to what I said just a second ago about communicating your show in two sentences or less. If you can do that and just remove words until you've distilled it to the fewest possible, you'll usually have a good idea of what a good title would be that communicates this to your audience. So, Think about this. Value propositions. I plan to talk about this more and more and more. That is a huge key factor when it comes to podcasting with me. But if you are able to distill the end result that your audience will get when you are summarizing your show, then you're on the right path to establishing clarity and being able to communicate that in the fewest number of sentences possible. From there, you can then communicate what that is in the title that you choose. It's something that takes some practice, it's something that you need to play with, but this is step number one. This is the very top of the guide board or the image board, or or if you're going to plot out the concept for the show, this needs to be your mission statement. This needs to be what's at the forefront. Whenever people think or hear the title or talk about the show, this is what they should be able to come back to whenever they are trying to describe it to other people. And this is this is very key. A lot of your work is going to pivot around this concept. So that is priority number one. Number two would be content. I know of several different approaches to this, but this is my solution whenever I'm sitting down with someone who is interested in podcasting, and they they just want my opinion of, of if, if they're ready. My response to that is similar to something I've heard communicated by Gary Vee. If you can sit down and plot out about 40 episodes just off the top of your head, then I would say that you are ready content-wise with whatever it is that you're wanting to do. By the time we actually get to episode 40, you are going to have no shortage of content ideas by then so in order to get to that point, we have to know that you can at least start from where you're at and make the content to get there. So I just need to know that you are organized somehow. I just need to know that there is some sort of method to the madness or resources or, or content outline that you can pull off of in order to be an effective podcaster. There some caveats to this one that I'll just throw out there right now. Seasonal shows. I have one client who comes in at the beginning of every season. He already has mapped out the 11 episodes that he wants for that season. He has the interviews lined up. He has the titles for the episodes picked out. He has the description. He has everything that he needs in order to outline that portion of the show. He didn't need to sit down and make a 40-episode roadmap. map. He just needed to sit down and prove the concept, at least to me, to be comfortable to work with him, but also to be confident that this show was on its way to succeeding, that it's organized, that there's a content roadmap, and that there is something put together that you can stick to in order to achieve and deliver on that mission statement, that value proposition, that essence of what your show is in two sentences or less. So content would be the next thing. After that is going to be the artwork. Artwork is what I just put in at number three. I like to have this conversation very early on in the process, so that's why it lines up here on the chart for me, but this is a tricky one because I'm not an artist. (laughs) Fortunately, the clients that I work with usually have the resources that they need to build that. And you will find to the producers in the room that as you start to bring on more clients, sometimes they've already taken this step already and they've done some of the research. But in case you're new, Or in case they don't know, mainly you need to have a graphic that stands out that is between 3,000 by 3,000 pixels or 1,400 by 1,400 pixels or or there in between. And ways to get it to stand out, I usually reference other shows in that niche and find out ways to stand out from them, but still complement the shows that are doing pretty well. Quick tip for new podcasters, avoid using Canva if you can. Canva is at a point where it's very, very prominent, and it's pretty easy to spot what fonts, what graphics, what aspects, what styles, what templates have come from Canva. So if you want to be taken seriously, there's a number of audience members you want to wow by not using Canva. Quick tip for the producers in the room. Make some strategic alliances with graphic artists. If you can set up some strategic alliances, you will find that you'll be able to connect and even get kickbacks from artists that you know, like, and trust. Now, emphasis there on the know, like, and trust. I don't send people to others that I refer them to for the sake of the kickback that I get. The kickback is just a result of that relationship being great. But more than a kickback, I want to make sure my clients are taken care of. Next is recording setup. This is one of the things that you might be solely hired for. There's some contracts that I have set up where my main job is just tech. Most of my clients are brand new to audio and video. They don't know what they don't know. And having a streamlined process just for this niche is highly, highly recommended by me. I usually have one, two, sometimes three equipment lists that I'll send out depending on the needs of the show. And this just streamlines it for, okay, let's see your budgets at this point. Well, getting this mic with this mixer or or this computer or this whatever gadget that they're needing for their show really, really works well. And then if you have a bit of a higher budget, well, then we can go ahead and get you connected with this. And it, it's it's just a way of streamlining the process again making it really quick your clients will like it a lot but also this is an opportunity for you to play with some other options now focusing on 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 the checklist side because this is more relevant to action steps than just options you have to play as a producer If you are new to a show, if you are making a show, and this is the beginning of where you're at in this process, and this is the first episode you've listened to when it comes to how to set up for a podcast, you will need a way to record. My go-to is a computer, but there are also other options like digital recorders. I love the Zoom H6. You will need a microphone that can connect to said recording device. You'll also need a set of headphones and you'll need whatever the content is you're going to be bringing to the table now i understand that is great for a local setup. If you're wanting to do a virtual setup, you are going to need a computer. If you're wanting to do in-person, there are a few other gadgets and gizmos that can come into play. This is going to be where you need to start doing some research. One of my go-to resources is, besides YouTube, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a blog on just about every problem that I've ever had in podcasting. They are a great resource. Their blog is amazing. They also have some pretty good social media Uh, communities going on. So if you have a question, that would be a great place to go if you're looking for something more and more ambitious. But I don't want you to overthink it. Focus on what it is you need to just get your show off the ground. You can worry about getting the Joe Rogan microphone later if you don't have the budget for it right now, or if it's just something that's overwhelming you. Don't worry about it. Settle for what is going to get you the most optimum output for your budget, but also for your time, and just go from there. Next is Host Platform. This is going to be where you upload your show's feed and have it stored and distributed to the listening platforms, such as Apple and and Spotify. My favorite one is Buzzsprout. I just mentioned their blog, but they are also a host platform. They are one of my favorites because of how user-friendly it is and the amount of stats and, and background data they give you. But there are a lot of different ones out there, and they all have their uniqueness and their different resources and features that you can use to go ahead and improve your show. So feel free to explore. One of the ones that I'm using for this show specifically is called Podbean, and I'm using it because this is one that a lot of my clients seem to start with and really, really enjoy. So I'm trying to see if... It's something that I like. If it's something that maybe I can keep them on and and find a way to really work in this system well, and still get the same results that I get with Buzzsprout. And so far, I've I've liked it. I'm using the free account to see just how far I can get using their free features. But if you plan on taking your podcast seriously, at some point, you are going to need to start spending money on host platforms. Now, there is a free host platform called Anchor. I've used Anchor very, very little. I've started using it with a couple of my clients, and I'm not at a point where I can really give an educated opinion on the features provided on this platform. I will at some point, I'm sure, but for now, that's just me being very transparent and sharing with you what I recommend, but also what other resources are out there. I'm not paid by any of these platforms, so I can't really say that I get anything by endorsing one over the other, but that's just this producer's opinion. If you are on a budget or if your client is on a budget, then it would be worth at least looking into Anchor because they are free. I don't know if there are any caveats to that, but if you're just wanting to launch a show and get it out there, that is a very good place to start. After establishing yourself with a host platform, the next step is going to be registration. Once you have a host platform established, you will need to register your show with every one of the different playing platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, etc., etc., yada, 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 and more are coming by the quarter. Most of these hosts that you register your show with, these are going to be where your content is located, where your audio and your show information is uploaded and stored, and from there it gets sent to these different playing platforms that your show is registered with this is another reason that i like the platform buzzsprout because buzzsprout actually will take you through and help you register with each of these playing platforms and it is wonderful how they do that and to be honest most host platforms help with that in some way or another buzzsprout just happens to be my favorite again of how easy it is to use But whenever you're getting ready to register your show from the host platform, usually they want two things. One, they want the artwork. Two, they want an episode, quote unquote, attached to your account or attached to the fee that you're trying to get registered and and published and all this so that they have proof that you're actually making content. I like to use the trailer here. There are different ways to go ahead and, and... Get something uploaded so that you are able to register your show. But this is where I like to implement the trailer. The trailer, j- just to be really brief, the trailer is a way to prove that you have a show, that you are making content, that you have everything that you need to register the show without actually releasing an episode. Some people, when they register, they will register with the first episode and, oh, we've already released content before the release date. That's where the trailer comes in. So, It's a tool that you can use to register your show. It's also a trailer, so it makes sense for it to be out before all the other episodes. But this is where you would go ahead and upload your trailer as well. So by this point, you will have needed to record a few other things. Finally, launch date. This is a pivotal date for producers. This is also the deadline that you or your client has to get their ducks in the row when it comes to the social media assets associated with the show, if that's something you're in charge of or something they're wanting to have. And this is the time to make a big hype when it comes to releasing the show. Also, just to the producers in the room, this is the date that you need to be up very, very early that morning. So you can make sure that the show went up all right. And that if there are any problems that need fixed or any fires that need put out or any playing platforms that you need to reach out to directly about, hey, we launched our show. Why is it not on your platform right now? And they will say, hey, we just took care of it. It's up. It's all good. But you're in charge of taking care of that. So the launch date is is pretty, pretty important. It's it's a deadline. It's also the day that the rest of the world can access your amazing podcast or your client's amazing podcast. There are a few other things that you could add to this list. Definitely having your editing set up, uh, your digital audio workstation, or if you want to work within another platform. I know Zencaster and I know Anchor have options when it comes to editing your podcast in-house. But these are the main things for getting a podcast up and going. I hope this helps you again are welcome to use this. And if you have any questions, let me know. Is there another part of the process that you would really like to have a checklist for? Or are there any problems that you're having at this time or anything that you think I left out of this checklist? I would love to know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Connect with me on LinkedIn, link in the show notes below, send me a DM, and we can start that conversation. In the meantime, if this show is helpful for you, be sure that you are subscribed so you never miss another episode. Episodes come up on Tuesday and Thursday. Also, be sure that you give it a five-star review and share it with a friend. And until next time, I hope you enjoy.